I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. If I bleed tonight, if I am sad Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of the Power Slam Podcast here on Patreon, a day early with no ads or on the main feed with ads on Friday. My name is Kenny, joined as always by Finley Martin. Finn, how are you doing today? Kenny, I'm doing all right. Yes, it's pretty chilly here in Lancaster, as I'm sure it is everywhere in the UK. Um, I know it is in Scotland because we've already spoken, So, uh, but yeah, I'm doing all right, Kenny. How's yourself? How yes, you? I'm good. I'm chilly. Chilly but good. Chilly but good. I I was yesterday morning. It was minus four as it is today as well. And I went to kind of was going to the gym and I because we we'd kind of like pro, you know you can program the heating to come on for like an hour in the morning or something. And it'd been programmed to come on. And when I woke up, it'd been on for forty five minutes, so I didn't really feel the cold. And I went to leave the house thinking, oh, about a couple of minutes scraping the car, and it was like ten minutes because it was so much ice. And then. On the way to the gym, I saw four different cars being towed, like at various places. Really? They had just, they had, I guess, maybe they had just been like sitting for a while. Because that's the other thing is what I didn't realize before I had a car is that if your car sits for a while and then there's a really bad bit of weather, it can muck up so many. It, like that happened to me during Christmas in the year. We went to London, came back, battery was dead. Yeah, because <laughs> it had been so cold and we hadn't used it and. I had to get a whole new battery and that was a whole thing but yeah the the cold weather is not kind to cars if you it isn't one. it isn't kenny i'm not going to go down a trip down memory lane now of how <laughs> cars used to be because this podcast is supposed to be all about wrestling not cars not cars inside the vehicles coming soon to patreon um <laughs> but uh, there's loads going on in wrestling but i do i do want to kick off I, I saw a couple of things from dynamite last night i just wanted to make mention of and I did see a promo from the Young Bucks. And while it was not acted in, you know, any sort of Oscar nomination type of way, 
I do think the Young Bucks made a bit of progress because they called themselves the EVPs. They played up being versions of themselves that people think they are. And yeah. they actually, <clears throat> I think they, I think they went a step in the right direction. So I'm 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 happier that there's at least something to because I know we buried them beyond belief last week. So I'm trying to to be fair, and I think they did make a wee step in the right direction. So, um, well, I mean, the real question though, Kenny, you need to answer is what about? It's not Nick anymore. It's Nicholas and Matthew. We should yes. you know, corrected Rennie. And uh, or Benny, and they said to uh, they said to uh, um, you know we're you know we're taking ourselves more serious now. You know we need to be referred to as Nicholas and Matthew Jackson. But yes. what about Nicholas's moustache, Kenny? That's what I was getting to. I mean, Nicholas's moustache is something to behold. Matt's is also Matthew. Sorry, Matthew's moustache is also, but Nicholas's is, is special. And then also, poor Nicholas. I mean, we've seen through matches that his hair is fighting the good fight. Oh but my. it's, you know, see, so he's wearing, I mean, he's he's trying every bit of headwear to <laughs> to keep that away. But uh, I mean, we need to put a poll out, don't we? Like, you know, with what hat should Nick wear next? Sorry, Nicholas wear next. Nicholas. We know about a straw bolter. <laughs> Will be, could bring those back into fashion. Yep. You know I, mean? I, I actually thought, I actually thought that the, 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 the content, of the promo made sense. The whole kind of thing of, you know, Sting represents what we don't like. You know, we wanted yeah. to change things. I thought that it all made sense. Well, it and... did, except for when they referred to Sting as a role model, <laughs> model employee. And, um, you know, and they say, oh, he's, you know, he's talked talk about with such reverence. We hope that people will talk about us like that one day. Not much chance of that, lad. <laughs> Uh, well, maybe, maybe this is maybe they're in their their kind of maybe they're in their renaissance now. Maybe this is going to be the beginning of them turning a new leaf in, and even we are going to become faithful devotees to Brother gosh. Bucks. You know, I never thought the day would come when I would be complimentary towards John Cena, and I was from twenty twenty one onwards. So, I mean, anything is possible. So, I mean, I hope so. You know, and and they, they actually provi- they actually made me chuckle a couple of times, which I I I rarely get from them. There was there was a bit at the end where you know Nicholas just gets his phone out and just says, "Ah, oh, you know, we're we're gonna pull some strings because she's asking if it's things final match." And yeah. then Matthew just says to her, oh, "We've got to go, sweetheart. We've got to meet." Like it was quite funny. I I chuckled, and rarely do they get me to chuckle. So and and there was I mean there was also and I think this should have been in there. There was that kind of they weren't talking about CM Punk, but they were playing up what people think of them a bit about you know yeah. the toxicity in the locker room, and we we would do it all over again if we could because you kind of have to. You we're know, protecting do... our baby. That was the line, wasn't it? You know, yes. Rennie, yes. wouldn't you protect your baby? Wouldn't you do anything to protect your child? And that's what we were doing. Yeah. Oh, so... Well, they really weren't, were they? But you can read my thoughts on the Young Bucks in the next issue <laughs> inside the Ropes magazine. I don't think I really need to write about them again after that. Um, that, to me, is the last word on a whole mess last year and the year before. Um, but yeah, they were saying they were going to pull some strings to get a match with Sting at Revolution. So it looks like that's on. And, and then we, uh, did have, we did have a promo later from Darby, where Darby said that the goal for him and Sting is to become the AEW Tag Team Champions. So... Kind of to your point a couple of weeks ago, maybe that, or last week, maybe that's going to be the idea. Maybe the, the Bucks are going to win the titles before it, or, you know, maybe, I, th- I think it's going to be for the titles at Revolution regardless, however they get there. Yeah, I agree. 
and it should be. And, um, you know, to me, Sting and Derby should win. I mean, it's hard for me to believe that they would book any other outcome in what's likely to be the main event of that pay-per-view. I'm sure it will be the main event of that pay-per-view. Yeah. And Sting and Derby have to win, and then they can vacate the championship so we can have another tournament. Well, I mean, can you imagine if on March 3rd, we have Sting and Derby become the AEW Tag Team Champions and then forfeiting them in the following week's programme. And then just one month later, we can have The Rock become the WWE Champion and then he can forfeit the title. It would just be a great, great year for legends. Oh, um, it's like going back to like 2000, you know, 12 or 11 or oh, that no. whole part-timer era where you're just like, oh no, just... <laughs> Stop relying on these people because you're making the regulars seem inferior. And that really, to me, characterized WWE for so much of the previous decade. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I've got to say, yeah, I thought Nicholas and Matthew, I thought they, they did well here. It was interesting. It was different. I mean, they were obnoxious, but we know they are uh, from their behavior on screen and off. So, yeah, I, th- I think it was, I would agree, absolutely a step in the right direction. And I'll say a huge step, Kenny, in the right direction. Yeah. How, look at that. Binley at- Martin con- complimenting, praising the young books. Yeah. Well, well, let's, let's move on before, because what will inevitably happen is you'll end up burying them later on in a <laughs> sentence. So let's move on <laughs> while you've given say, them a compliment. I was just going to say, never mind the pavement's freezing over. Hell is frozen <laughs> over. <laughs> Uh, the other thing on <clears throat> I've not had a chance to watch all of Dynamite so I've not had a chance to watch Christian Cage and Dustin Rhodes that people have been saying is pretty good uh, but I did watch the Hook and Samoa Joe main event and I really enjoyed it it kind of reminded me of the Brock Lesnar matches when he would have these kind of like you know 8-10 minute matches with people and they were very high energy and there was lots going on and I actually thought this was I thought Hook got something out of this and I think that there's a lot of times in wrestling where you put somebody in a position like this and they don't really get anything out of it. But I thought he did well here. Um, yeah, he did. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I mean, watching him kick out of the muscle buster at one was just so AEW. And it's just like, will people sell big moves more? And it's just, they do this all the time. I mean, in that Continental Classic, there was a match, I think it was Roosh versus someone, and he was kicking out of stuff. Are like, you just why are you kicking out? You were you were mid carder for life. You're a second match guy. You're kicking out these huge moves, and that was you know a, a frequent occurrence in matches in that tournament. And um, yeah, so I mean, hook, hook kicking out of the the muscle buster at one. There was no need for that. And then after he was you know he he uh, passed out when he was in the uh, in the choke. He then got up. And it was like, and then he said, is that all you've got, Samoa Joe? And Joe went back in and hit him with another muscle buster, right? And then he got up again. So it's just to me, okay, yeah, I, I, I thought Hook did do well. But the fact that he just didn't sell for the world champion was outrageous, really. And just, you know, emblematic of so many problems in this company. That's just all linked to the bedrock of pro wrestling, which is the sell. And if you're not selling, it's just like, well, you've got to sell to make, otherwise, what are you doing? You just play fighting. I will say that for me anyway, I, you know, we've seen, we have seen this happen in WWE where somebody kicks out of a big finisher at one, rarely, and it happens on a rare occasion, it means something. I, for me, the problem's more not Hook kicking out of this in this one scenario, because that would have meant something had, what you're saying, it not happened so many times around it. You know, it's not as special yeah. happening in, the, in this match. 
So I think if if they had not done all the stuff in the Continental Classic with people kicking out of everything all the time, then Hook's moment in this would have probably felt much bigger. But because yeah. they do that all the time, it's like you've lessened his moment because you sort of deliver it all the time. Yeah, you've diminished the efficacy of finishers. I think it was, I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong here. I could be wrong about this because all so many of those Continental Classics blended into one. Yeah, it's one big Where smudge. Brian Danielson and Brody King. Yeah, there was, I yeah. Think, yeah, I think Danielson, I think he ended up having to, it was either three or four, uh, beside, uh, the, the running knee, four, yeah, of the yeah. big, four of the running knees to beat him. And this is Brody King, another mid-carder for life. And I think he, I think he kicked out right after three. Does that is that ringing any bells with you? Uh, I mean, it, it does all blend into one with me. I do remember, the, I do remember, I was talking whether it was on air or off air. It was something about Brody King, and it's like you're doing all this for Brody King. Yeah, I, like I do remember that. So it might be to do with that. Because the problem is, if that was all meant to be, again, if that was in that one instance meant to really elevate Brody King, then great. But I mean, you, you've not elevated him. He's just he's still one member of the House of Black, so it's not. It's not really done its job. So I think that's the that's the problem is that if you're gonna have this moment like this muscle busted one that which I liked in the context where it was because I for, was forget I mean to me the Continental Classic, I don't ever want to think about it again. Yeah, I, it, it, yeah, it was actually the I've got it here. The collision, uh December sixteenth episode, Brody King versus Brian Danielson. Yeah. And uh yeah, King kicked out um kicked out of the uh, the running knee on one, and then Danielson actually hit four knees in total. And King kicked out right after three, after he'd been hit with four knees. And this is Brody King. And that almost made the alternative year-end awards. You know, it probably should have been included in the <laughs> alternative year-end awards. And, like, you've just ruined his finisher there by, you know, he's got to hit him four times to beat a mid-carder like Brody King. I yeah. mean, so, yeah, you're right. So... You know, we're in this situation now where people expect talent to kick out finishers, and that's not the way it's supposed to work. That's why they're called finishers, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the clues in the name. Yeah, it's. I mean, but I, I do think Hook did well. I think Joe actually is kind of a breath of fresh air as champion. I mean, he said something yesterday, which I'm going to try and find on Twitter because it, he, he did an interview with Sports Illustrated and then a lot of stuff that he said and he was asked about the you know the fight obviously and he sort of you know said look it, it wasn't that big a deal you know people are making it out to be much bigger than it was and whether that's true or not that's the right answer you know he's yeah. just he he, he what, what good does it does it have him to talk about but here's the quote that I loved right so he was asked <clears throat> about when he won at World's End. Do you feel like anything was taken away from your championship moment at World's End when you are not the last thing in the show? You walk off and now we have to play at the devil angle to close things. And Samojo's response was, no, because I'm not a child. I'm the world champion. Would you like me to go out and celebrate and go and kiss a child, maybe go run around the bleachers? Is that what everyone missed? Was there supposed to be confetti in a big fireworks show and I high-five a bald eagle who's flying across an F-14 jet? What soft-ass sorry stuff. The champion walked out of the building with the championship. That's all you need to know. Unless that's hard to comprehend. If it is, I'm sorry. I feel bad for you. You know, he's just, he's he's given these answers that just make him feel like he's steps above, you know, most of the people who've been championed there before. And I like when somebody carries themselves like that. I like when they, you know, because there's a lot of people in interviews where they don't, they don't really give you great answers. But I mean, Joe here feels like he was given good answers. So... Maybe people need yeah. to speak to Samoa Joe. 
Yeah, and and the thing I like about that was he all that mattered to him was the title, you know, not the angle afterwards. He didn't talk about that. He just talked about himself. He talked about what he'd done. He talked about who, what he now was and what he represented. And uh, rather than, you know, complaining about something that's not, okay, was obviously associated with this angle, um, but he's not now, is he? He's doing other things. So um, he's, you know, he's the world champion and he's not involved with Adam Cole and his crew anymore, is it? As far as I can work out, I'm not sure if he's going to be. Maybe no, he will I, be. I, I don't think I don't, he is. No, I don't think he is. So um, it's like, you know, he wants to talk about what he did on the show and he wants to talk about who he now is and what he's going to do in the future. Not something that was really on the night, you know, kind of irrelevant to him. Yeah. It's it's um but yeah, he he's he's doing really well and I know he's only he's probably only gonna be champion till revolution, but you know, I think he's he's making the most of it. Ma- was what was the JR term? Maximizing your minutes. That that was the old the old cliche. Um yeah. Randy Orton's also in the news. He was on the bump, WB's uh YouTube show, <clears throat> and he had a, he told a story about the day the day he came back at Survivor Series and he said, funny little story to that day. Funny little side story to that day. For a month prior, there was all these rumours online that I was coming back, but there was also rumours that CM Punk was coming back. Instead of it being a surprise that it was me instead of Punk, they let everyone know a week prior, Randy Orton is going to be the one joining Cody's team in War Games. It kind of let the wind out of my sails a little bit because I've been gone for a year and a half. There's all this anticipation. People have been expecting me to return for the past six months because I've been out for so long. I can tell that I've matured a lot because part of me wants to be irate that this was taken from me, this reaction from the crowd that I'd been looking for for 18 months. But after all was said and done, I came out, got a great reaction. Punk came out, got a great reaction. And I realised after the fact that nobody stepped on anyone's toes. It really was just a fun night for the fans. Personal growth. (laughs) Well, absolutely, yeah. I mean, he's looking at the big picture and... You know, that's as a wrestler, that's what you should be doing. And so many wrestlers, it's all about me, 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 me. You know, whenever I think about that, I'm now thinking about Bill Goldberg. You know, <laughs> rant about not getting his retirement match. And it's just like, and I didn't actually write about that in the latest issue of the magazine. And I was thinking afterwards, should he have done? I was like, no, I'm glad I didn't because he doesn't deserve any words. I know I'm talking about it now. Yeah. But, you know, Goldberg, it's like, it was all about him, wasn't it? Yes. Like Randy Orton, in contrast, and this is obviously very different to how he was, you know, 20 years ago, but obviously we've all changed since 2004, or at least hopefully we all have. Um, He's seen the big picture here, and um, he's right. No one stepped on anyone's toes. Randy Orton had his moment. You know, he came out, people went wild for him, and, um, you know, his team won, and, um, you know, they had a great night in the ring. And then afterwards, CM Punk returned, and that was another layer to, you know, what was, you know, the greatness of Survivor Series. Great show because of the, you know, big returns and other things as well. And, yeah, you've got to – it's like, you know, it's like the bad old days of Hulk Hogan in WCW, where it was the Hulk Hogan show. When you look at WWE now, it's not the anyone show, is it? You know, it's not the Roman Reigns show anymore. And there's been times when it was obviously the John Cena show and he would just overshadow everything and everything revolved around him and it would just drive you crazy. Unless you're a huge fan of John Cena, that is. 
And then you probably thought it was brilliant. But I mean, the point is, is that WWE now is about lots of different individuals. Lots of people are featured. We were talking about this, I think, was it earlier this week or last week, particularly in reference to Drew McIntyre. You say, well, Drew should have a big role at WrestleMania. And I agree. But so actually, it was this week we were talking about it. And I agree, you should have a large role at WrestleMania. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Um, and, but there's lots of people who deserve a large role at WrestleMania because the focus is that so many people are stars in that company right now. I mean, I think Roman Reigns is still a bigger star there. But he's got a lot more competition now than he had, say, a year ago for that role. Yeah. And, you know, we watch WWE now. Who's, you know, who do you automatically think of when you think WWE? Lots of people spring to mind. It's not just one person like it has been in many previous eras. And that's a good thing because it means if someone's injured or someone's not there, it means the machine and the wheels and everything keeps turning and it's still very successful. Yeah. And I just when you said that, who do you first think of? I immediately thought of Cody Rhodes, not Roman Reigns, which is a good place to be because before it would have just been Roman for a while. Yeah. But, um, speaking of Randy Orton, he did say something else. Um, he, <laughs> so he was, he, in, in this same interview in The Bump, he was asked about, you know, walking out to WrestleMania 40, maybe win the world title. Uh, he's too... So, so th- this is what he said. He said, gosh, it's not something that I harp on because I've been so fortunate. You know, the 14 title reigns that I've had... Uh, that means a lot to me. So making it 15, making it 16, of course, I would love that to happen. And then he goes on to say, a dream match for me would be to somehow find myself in a situation where I'm fighting Cena at WrestleMania for the title. Now, I don't know how you get there. I'm not saying this is going to happen. I've never wrestled John WrestleMania in a singles match. So that, and we had some wars back in the day, so being able to revisit that after all this time, I think it's not only something that I would want, I think the fans would eat it up. To which I say... Something Finn, I'm, I say almost on a daily basis right now. I say, no, Randy, no. <laughs> Bad. Um, no, we do not want that. Of, this is the name of your dog, right? <laughs> yes. This is, so I'm well versed in, in saying that. So I, uh, I echo that to Mr. Orton. I mean, no. can you imagine? Because the whole thing is Orton's point in, in theory is good where he's saying, you know, if we both had the 16 times... And, you know, we have a match and whoever wins is going to be the 17th time. He gets to sort of be the better man or whatever. But unfortunately, he'd be up against the Panto Dame in this scenario. (laughs) It's not like he'd be going to... Because if he was going up against the John Cena of 
say like the US Open Challenge level where Cena could really still go, maybe, but not not this John Cena. I mean, no, no. Are, I mean, you know, you've you've turned a corner on John Cena. So, are you? Do you want to see Randy Orton and John Cena at WrestleMania? No, of course I don't. <laughs> I don't want to see that. I mean, it's just going to ruin everything. I mean, I actually do. I think Cena should return, and I think he should beat Solo. You know, and that might people say, "Wow, you know, Solo, you know, defeated Cena, and you know, wow, you know, that would just undo the good work they've done with Solo." And in a sense, it would. But I think Cena can't; his career can't end um, without loss to Solo Sokoa because it was. Such a humiliating loss for a guy who admittedly humiliated lots of people in his career. <laughs> sort of look at the, you know, we're talking about big picture, Randy Orton here. You know, look at what Cena actually did do for the company. Also, he did do a lot of bad things for the company, but he also did a lot of good things for the company. Sold a lot of merchandise and sold a lot of tickets and, mm-hmm. you know, was obviously a huge star. Um, but I mean, yeah, I'd like to see him return for the match with Solo and to, you know, have his revenge there. But the idea of him entering a title program when there's so many people who are more deserving and who are much better than him, you know, and who can who are going to be there week in and week out, you know, contributing and to sort of create or envisage a scenario where John Cena, who's obviously acting again now because everyone's gone back to work, right, Kenny? You know, I know it's just turned up actually and I think it's an Amazon Prime film. I haven't dead click on it, so but I think he's in a new Amazon Prime film there that's on the uh, on that streaming service. Uh-huh. Um, to me, Cena should not be in the title picture, you know. And I think Orton knows that, and he's just sort of saying, "Well, you know, that's an ideal scenario." But it's twenty twenty four now, and the time has been and gone when that could happen, and when that, more importantly, when that should happen. So no, and I don't. I think Cena would agree as well. You know, I think Cena would say, no, this it's not for me now. You know, this is my time's been and gone. You know, it's LA Knight's time now. You know, it's Roman Reigns' time. It's AJ Styles and Randy Orton and all these other people. It's their time now, not mine. You can flip his catchphrase. You can say, my time is up. Your time is now. That's his catchphrase, <laughs> as a song used to say. Well, exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, he did. To be to be fair to him, he did say in his last run. I think it was at the press conference with LA Knight where he said that, you know, he's not really got it in him to do what he used to do. So, yeah. Yeah. But um, I did want to bring up somebody to you. I don't know if you've had a chance to see this actually. Grayson Waller was on an Australian talk show yesterday with LA Knight. I don't know if you've had a chance to see this or not. I haven't seen it. I will make <clears throat> watching it. Can, can I just chime in and say that watch yes. the. Um... The Joe Hendry video. Right, okay, oh, that with AJ Francis. Oh my God, that was so good. That was so funny. I mean, that was even better than you described it. It was tremendous. Sorry, Kenny, I cut you off there. You know, yeah, Joe, Joe did great. Um, but basically, Grayson Waller and Ellie and I were, were guests on this talk show. And um, they were... So, so basically, there's a female host and a male host. And then the female host says to them, could you basically do one of your wrestling finisher moves to me and Ellie Knight goes you you want me to what and she was like yeah you know or maybe just on one of the crew just like you know um demonstrate it and Ellie Knight was like um Grayson I'll leave you to take that one just throws it to Grayson Waller and Grayson Waller's sitting there you know and he's he's like quite upbeat and happy and whatever and then the co-host sort of gets the the this crew guy to come and sort of stand there the crew guy is standing there like do a move to me 
And Grayson Waller was like, I don't know what you think this is, but if I, if I if I do a move to you, you I'm going to punch you. It's not going to be fake. And then the the crew guy tries to like pretend he's being held back, <clears throat> and Grayson Waller starts going, "This I, this is really disrespectful, and I don't appreciate this." So, um, and then the male co-host is trying to like you know calm it down, but Grayson seems pretty miffed at it, and he's had a lot of kind of positive feedback from people about you know sort of helping that you know that, those naff non-wrestling people who just want to have a laugh at it and he kind of stood up for it but it was it almost seemed like the modern version of, of the vader thing except grace Moller had the sense to not grab the guy <laughs> but it is crazy in 2024 that we're still you know getting getting to a point where that where you know the female co-host is just saying go and do a move to him show us what it's like yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, obviously, it was the famous Hulk Hogan thing, wasn't it? Was it Richard Belzer? Richard Belzer, yeah. And, and then the there host. was this. And that ended up, that ended really badly. Um, there was, um, obviously, you mentioned the Vader thing as well. I think Steve Austin did like a real, like, slow motion stunner. Was it Regis Philbin? I think it was. Yeah, that sounds about right. And there's also, is there not the, there's the, uh, Dr. David Schultz and John Stossel. Thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that was different, wasn't it? That was when, you know, Stossel in the famous 2020 documentary told uh, David Schultz that he thought wrestling was fake. And this was, was this late? Eight, I think it was late 84. It was filmed and broadcast early 85. I think that's right. Yeah. And, and it was kind uh, of the, the downfall of Dr. D in the WWF. Exactly. That's right. And he just absolutely slapped him one and. Yeah, that was, um, lots of people say, yay, go Dave. I mean, I thought that was ridiculous. I mean, Dave Schultz should have just walked away instead of doing that. And, um, well, yeah, I, I haven't watched what Grayson Waller did. I mean, it's a, it's a funny thing, isn't it? It's like pro wrestling, because to this day, it's like still a bit of a joke to people. I think, you know, in the terms of mainstream acceptance, it's a lot more, seen as a lot more respectable now than it used to be when it was just this source of derision. So it definitely has moved up the pecking order in terms of, you know, acceptability in the mainstream entertainment world. But when you have people asking wrestlers to do moves on them, I mean, it's, it, you know, that shouldn't be happening. And do we know if it was, if this was set up or, or was this something that was kind of spontaneous and Waller was really angry? Do we, do we know if it was set up or not? Well, people are kind of speculating, you know, is it a work? Is it not? But, I mean, yeah, it's just going to, I guess we'll have to kind of think for ourselves. I mean, I, nobody's reported on it yet that it's there was a setup. But, I mean, it. it I've, I, when I tweeted it out and then a lot of people who are Australian had had messaged saying that these particular, this show in particular is, is like the dirt worst. You know, it's like a bad, it's like, not Jeremy Kyle, but you know what I mean? Like, you know, Je- the way Jeremy Kyle is looked upon yeah. in the UK is how this show seems to be looked upon is that it's kind of the, you know, the worst example of Australian media. So yeah, right. that... so it's, yeah it's possible that we do, the, the people on there were doing it to, you know, attract attention to themselves. Yes. Yes. Because it, it's uh, not like if it was like, if it was Australia's version of BBC breakfast or something, you would, you would never get a BBC breakfast host doing that. They'd, they're too, you know, they'd be too professional. Whereas if this mob are thinking, well, if we ask this wrestler this, maybe he'll either do the moves. So we've got a little, viral moment on tiktok or something yeah or you'll get annoyed in which case we've got another viral moment so yeah everyone will be talking about us so it sounds it sounds like they've succeeded um yes. so i must yeah i have not seen it i apologize it's something i should have watched 
prior to this. I will watch it, Kenny, before next Tuesday's recording, and we'll we'll give it a mention then. And by then, we should know whether or not this was a setup or not. And then the last thing I want to ask you about was Dustin Rhodes spoke to Sports Illustrated and he was asked about the whole, you know, WrestleMania 40, is it Cody and Roman, is it Rock and Roman? And here's what he said. He said, I hope Cody's in the main, main event spot against Roman or it's going to be The Rock. If it's The Rock, I'm pissed. This is Cody's time. He's becoming the face of the company and it's paying off. But I get it. If it's The Rock, it's still good business. I understand there are a lot of people who love seeing The Rock, but I still think it's Cody's moment. And that kind of comes off of, you know, the the thing we talked about. Should a little bit of, you know, Rock's not going to be at Elimination Chamber, so he's he's going to be at WrestleMania somehow. So are you still, as of January 18th, 2024, are you still planting your flag down on Rock being involved but not in a match? Um, I mean, it's, I mean, I've written about this in the late, in the issue that comes out next week, next Thursday. She forty one. So, so people can get your get your thoughts there. But I mean, what, yeah. I mean D- Dustin's obviously trying to back up his brother here. He's- sure, he is. Yeah, sure. And he's right. I totally agree with Dustin. It's just like you know, if Cody doesn't face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, what does he do? What's the alternative match for him that's going to be satisfactory? And I can't think of one. I can't think of a championship he can vie for if he's not, you know, fighting Roman Reigns for his. And if The Rock's there, it's like, okay, yeah, it's going to be big. Everyone's going to be talking about it. It'll, you know, it'll be getting mainstream, more mainstream media attention than WrestleMania would otherwise. And it obviously attracts a lot of mainstream media attention now anyway. So, you know, it would be huge in that regard for WWE. But what does Rhodes do? And, um, you know, I think you've got the potential there. People may be booing Rock if he's in a match that Cody should be in, that that's a potential. I mean, um, yep. see that happened against Hogan, didn't it, back in 2002? So, I mean, it's it could happen. And, um, you know, as everyone knows, okay, so if Rock faces Roman, if Rock wins, then Rock isn't sticking around, so the title will be declared vacant, and what would Cody then win the tournament? And that feels to me like second best. You know, that's not the prize that he's been gunning for ever since he returned, which is defeating Roman Reigns for the championship. So every alternative for Cody Rhodes other than Roman Reigns is your big disappointment. So, I mean, I'm hoping that Dustin's right and I'm hoping Cody does face Roman. I would like Rock to be involved at ringside to counteract the bloodline. That's what I would like him to do. And I think that is a really good spot for him. And if he were to do that. The only other match that I've heard people talk about for Cody, and I'm not saying I want this match either, but is Cody and Orton because of their history. But the problem with that is you then need to turn Orton heel, and he's very popular right now. So you're then kind of oh, you're turning. So he's then affected as well by this Rock match, yeah, because he's got to have his kind of. Because if Randy Orton goes heel again, it it just doesn't feel as exciting as as right now when he's a babyface. Like yeah, turn him heel in a year or nine months, but. Orton's a really hot babyface and he's on SmackDown and you you obviously want to build to Orton and Roman at some point. So, yeah, I just think it would be a a shame to to lose that momentum with him. Yeah, absolutely. And to me, Orton's at that point in his career now where he's 43, now 44 this year. Yeah. It's like when you get to, like when they tried it with Edge, when they tried to turn him heel and put him with Judgment Day. And, it, and okay, Christian Cage has proven that, you know, when you get older, you can be very, you can work as a heel because he's been so vile and done it with such a sense of humour that it works. 
Um, but I mean, generally, when you get to a certain age, people don't want to boo you anymore because you're a legend, aren't you? And like, well, we don't want to boo this guy because he's been around forever. He's really good still, or he's, or at least he's, you know, he still can do it to 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 some you know, degree similar to when he was in his prime. You know, he's not embarrassing himself out there, and we don't want to boo him because we like him. So yeah. you're right. If they were to turn Orton heel specifically to wrestle Cody Rhodes, people would see through that. They'd just say, oh, you know, this is against second best for Cody and they've let him down badly here. So Rock can have, you know, this main event. Um, you know, we'll see. I mean, I really hope, you know, I really hope it's not Rock Roman. I really do, because I think that'll be a big disappointment. We will be here no matter what it is. Even if it's the Brooklyn Brawler and Roman Reigns, we'll be here to cover it <laughs> no matter what. Because I tell you, I tell us, I just watched the an episode of SmackDown 2004 that is going up on Patreon tomorrow. And my God, one of the worst TV shows. And we're in January when they still got some stars. But 2004 is grim. So no matter what they hit, they hit us with in 2024, I don't know if it can be as bad as SmackDown 2004. <laughs> no. Um, anyway, uh, that's all the time we've got for today. We will, we will be back on Patreon with an overrun over the next few days. You can get us on patreon.com forward slash inside notes for that. There are still Purslan books left. Luckily, the office in our house is no longer hard to walk into because there's so many boxes, but there are a few boxes left. So uh, purslanmagazine.com is where you can pick that up. We'll be starting work on the next one, which people keep tweeting me about, when's the next Purslan book? And I was like, it's coming. It's yeah, coming. Well, yeah, oh, because it will definitely be out in the first half of this year. You yeah, know? I realize it's kind of vague, but we don't know it quite when. We don't know a, a release date yet. And no, I, I, I think it's safe to say summer. Summer's safe at some point in the summer. Yeah, if not yeah. before. If so not before, hopefully but... before summer. But uh, we, we are... Um, you know, we will be starting on that very soon. And, um, you know, we're actually, we're going to be talking about issue eight of Power Slam in a moment, aren't we, Ken? Yeah, yeah, which is part of the second uh, yearbook. So, yeah, uh, that w- it's coming, folks. Don't worry. Don't worry. Uh, and then also, InsideTheRopesMagazine.com is where you can go to pre-order issue 41, which, of course, has Finn's musings about the the rock situation, the alternative year awards, which are very fun. Uh, my interview with Eddie Kingston, which I'm really proud of. I think it's a really good interview, so I hope people will check that out as well. And I've already done my interview for issue 42. I've got wow. that in a can already. So wow. I will uh, I'll reveal that closer to the time. But yes, we're 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 cooking the gas on 2024 on with the mag. So inside the is where you can pick up your copy. And is there anything else left to plug? I don't think there is. I don't think I think, I think that's it. it. I, th- I yeah. think we've talked about everything. We've talked about everything. We'll be working on our pilot for Inside the Vehicles and, you know, <laughs> the chat about Corsas and Hybrids and Yarises. And, and mini, Minis. Minis. That was a Mini 850. Nice. Yeah. It was. Yeah. And I bought, I bought it in 1987. Anyway, you're going to have to wait for that show for me <laughs> to reveal more about my first car. <laughs> By issue 12, we'll be talking about de-icers. Anyway, okay, uh, thank you so much for all your support, everybody, and we'll talk to you soon.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.